Welcome to another episode of Fit Life with Sarah Gunter. And you know the drill. This is Sarah Gunter. I am the host of this podcast, obviously. Um, and we are going to be doing, uh, you know, talking more about um, something in my realm. So if you listened to the last podcast, I talked a lot about like what's going on in the world and like my mental um health and all that good stuff um of course so if you made it through the whole thing thank you um and i uh am going to be going back into my space you know my realm of uh fitness so that's what we're going to be talking about today um but first before we get started if you listen to the last podcast, I want to correct my I wanted to correct myself on one thing, which is kind of embarrassing. I didn't know how many bones were in the human body. I said there was 126. There's actually 206. That is a way different number. <laughs> um but uh I think I know where I got mixed up is because you know, 206 uh, there was a two and a six and I just put a hundred. I don't know. I think I was just making something up. Um, at least I had some numbers right. Um, so just wanted to correct myself on that because I didn't want people coming after me. Not that anyone actually did. Uh, but in case if this podcast gets super popular, um, for some reason, then I'm going to correct myself. 206. We have that many bones in our body. Um, and that reference was just, uh, from comparing, you know, everybody, everybody is the same person inside and outside. Um, you know, so all that good stuff. So, um, moving on, we are talking about, uh, today, a growing problem in America. And this podcast, uh, just talks a lot about like our lifestyle, Everybody's just been going go, 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 fast-paced. And this is just causing a huge problem in America with our weight and our health and all that fun stuff that's going on. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to throw out some uh, statistics, uh, some facts, um, and then obviously... Uh, At the end of this podcast, I'll be uh, talking about ways that we can, you know, get back on track uh, to becoming a healthier nation. Um, We're getting there, but we're still not there like at all. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing um, to really understand. Uh, But we're going to be talking about that today. So without further ado, here we go. Alright, so our lifestyle has become so fast-paced, it is constantly go, 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 we're never taking a moment to breathe, and then of course this has caused that huge problem in America. So we are dealing with obesity, um, being overweight, having you know all these problems like heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, basically first world problems. Um, and actually... Uh, The first world problems um, has now gone into like second world, third world countries, okay? So this is a worldwide problem. Um, So I am going to just introduce this episode um, or, you know, this part of the episode 
with some statistics uh, to help you kind of wake the F up. Um, So according to WHO, which is the World Health Organization, um, and this is directly off of their website. uh, So in 2016, more than 1.9 billion adults 18 years or older were overweight. And of those, um, you know, adults, 650 million were obese. Okay? So those numbers, I mean, when you hear those numbers, and especially when I see them, it's like, holy shit, like, what are we doing with our life? But also, at the same time, we have been dealing with obesity and all these um, issues for gosh a really really long time um and so it's almost like yeah that's just kind of what it is which is really a sad thing to say um but this one just hurts my heart so bad is when we move on to children okay because children like children are is our future and we are just we are just being horrible adults you know whether you're a parent or not we're being we're setting really poor examples for our children because here's why 38 million children five years and younger were overweight or obese in 2019 it was just last year 38 million children five years and younger are you kidding me if you are five years old and you are obese like as a parent what the fuck is going on like what is going on in your household that is causing your child to be obese or overweight like like what's going on that something is not right here because when you're a child that's the last thing that you should be worrying about is your weight like if you're an adult could you imagine being overweight or obese as a child no because you probably weren't honestly so now our children have to freaking deal with this problem and that just leads to an astronomical amount of problems as they get older because they're gonna one die younger so your child if it's over if your child is overweight or obese you are having to deal with you know the possibility that your child will not live longer than you that's that should be a big wake-up call you're also dealing with your child having to go to the doctor and the the hospital because they have all these issues like diabetes cholesterol issues blood pressure i mean as a child that is messed up beyond beyond okay so we needed to freaking do something um more statistics to make you feel even better um over 340 million children and adolescents so let me go let me go back okay 38 million children five years and younger were overweight or obese okay in 2019 340 million children between the ages of 5 and 19 years old were overweight or obese in uh, 2016 so those measurements were taken in 2016 
So let me just repeat that again. Uh, 38 million children, five years and younger, were overweight or obese in 2019. Over 340 million children and adolescents, five to 19 years old, were overweight or obese in 2016. Okay, those numbers are fucking crazy. Like, I, like as adults, like the fact that we have 1.9 billion adults, 18 years or older, you know, are overweight or obese, like, that's crazy. But like the, the what I, it's like when you're an adult, you can make a con- conscious decision for yourself because you are responsible for yourself once you become an adult. Technically, when you are 18 years old, you are considered an adult. Doesn't mean that you actually mentally are or whatever. Um, but you are actually old enough to start making your own choices and decisions. So when you're 18 years old and you know you get your job, you have a job, you go to school, you are consciously making the decision of putting the food that you want in your mouth. So you can go to the fast food, you can go to this, you can go to that. But you can also eat an apple, you can eat some carrots, you can eat some, you know, chicken or whatever. You can consciously make those decisions, but obviously, uh, 340 million people aren't. And then 1.9 billion people aren't. So just the fact that we have 38 million children, five years and younger, overweight and obese, they, okay, as a human being, you have every single right, okay? But as a child, you are, you are forced to eat the food that's on the plate that's in front of you. And so if there are a bunch of children with chicken nuggets and french fries and jello and all this crap, sugar that is in front of them, they're going to eat it. So as an adult, you need to be putting the healthy stuff in front of your child. And you know if they don't want to eat it, I mean, I'm not a parent, obviously, but you know what ha- whatever happened to if you're not going to eat what's in front of you, then you're not going to eat at all. I mean, I do this with my freaking cats. <laughs> I mean, as of recently, um, I mean, we finally found freaking cat food that they like. But they had to eat cat food that we had. And we put it out in front of them. And they didn't want to eat it. Well, we'll just leave you. We'll just leave you be. You have to eat it because eventually you're going to be hungry and you're going to freaking eat it. I mean, you're not going to go starving I mean, we need to implement rules with our children to say, look, you need to eat these food groups, which is like your fruits, vegetables, proteins, before you eat all this sugar and oil crap, okay? I mean, it just needs to be done because clearly 38 million children five years and younger were reported overweight or obese in 2019. <clears throat> it's messed up. Um... And then just another great statistic is worldwide obesity has tripled since 1975. So how many years ago was that? It's 2020, so 75, 85, 95, 05, 15, and 45 years. In 45 years, obesity has tripled worldwide. That's ridiculous. That's a lot. Um, So... 
something definitely needs to change. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to kind of move on from that because I could just go on forever about how our children need a better life for them um, and that parents need to be doing, you know, feeding their children, not crap, not going to fast food, you know, making sure that they're eating healthy. It's like, okay, it's, I'm not even going to get into that. I could probably piss off some people because I don't have kids and I don't understand. It's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. What I do understand is that 38 million children, five years and younger, are freaking overweight or obese. And that was reported just last year. And you're telling me that they need, that I don't understand? Oh my God. Do you understand that number? I'm just arguing with myself. <laughs> but for anyone that thinks, in their head, that I shouldn't have a say in any of this crap because I don't have kids, you need to just step aside and turn off this podcast because the, obviously I'm not the right person for you. Um, I mean, we, we, you need to be doing better. I'm just going to call it out. If you have children that are obese or overweight, you need to be doing better. Honestly, you really do. Um, so we're just going to end with that. Um, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about uh, BMI uh, just very quickly. Um, and I'm going to just tell you um, that BMI is not necessarily a great measurement um, to go by. And I think everyone knows this by now because the muscle mass and all that crap. Um, but I, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you the facts. So Overweight is a BMI uh, greater than or equal to 25. And then obesity is a BMI greater than or equal to um, 30. So BMI is body mass index, and that measures weight to height. Um, And then how you measure it is weight in kilograms divided... um, Hold on one second. I wrote this down. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Weight in hilo- kilograms is divided by to the square of height in meters. Um, I wrote squat instead of square, and I don't know where my mind was at last night. Um, anyways, so um, I did my BMI because I'm like, I haven't measured my BMI. I know my weight, but my BMI, I'm not exactly sure on. Um, so I am 150 pounds. And so in kilograms, that equals 68 kilograms. Um, I am five foot two um, in inches tall. I mean, I'm 62 inches tall, five foot two. In meters, that is 1.6. And so you square that, um, that is 2.56. So you take 68 divided by 2.56, and that turns out to my, my BMI is 26.5. So technically, my BMI is overweight. So I am part of that 1.9 billion. Isn't that pretty shitty? <laughs> um, technically. So, um, and like I said before, we adults have a conscious decision of like what we put in our mouth. And so if you know me, I am not spewing, oh yeah, just go to McDonald's, eat whatever. I mean, I'm a human being and I don't mind like junk food every once in a while you're allowed to treat yourself but if you also know me and you have seen me 
that if I were to, I didn't even calculate the weight that I should be at, but I'm pretty sure I should be under 132 pounds in order to have a BMI of like, you know, 24, 23, which is like a healthy BMI um, for my height. So um, 130 pounds. And like I could get there, but I have a lot of muscle on my body. That doesn't mean I don't have a lot of body fat. I have a little extra body fat. If I got to 140 pounds, that would be great. But I would still be probably overweight. Um, But the BMI is not a super great way to measure. Um, Just because when I get weighed at the doctor's office, they don't look at me and be like, oh, well, you have muscles, so we're just going to not put your... uh, We're just not going to worry about your BMI. No, they're going to just calculate it in their computer. And then it goes into, you know, all the other, like, uh, the program that calculates all that crap. Um, So, yeah, I am part of that 1.9, is it billion? Yeah, 1.9 billion. And I think almost anyone who has a lot of muscle mass and who is a little shrimp like me might be you know, on right on the edge of being technically overweight just because of the amount of muscle mass. So you can be tight and compact um, and weigh more than what you look like. Like whenever I tell people I'm 150 pounds, they look at me and they're like, what, really? You're 150 pounds? I'm like, yeah, I'm 150 pounds. And they're shocked every single time because I'm compact. I got a lot of muscle on my body. And... That doesn't mean I'm going to be, like, I'm not going to stop doing my weight training um, because I'm super healthy otherwise. Um, and, you know, I could, you know, I, there, there's times where I could, you know, lose 10 pounds. Totally. But again, like I said earlier, I am an adult and I can make the conscious decision of, you know, putting junk in my mouth or putting healthy crap in my mouth. And obviously, I'm choosing healthy stuff because I have a decent amount of muscle on my body. Um, And just so you guys know as well, uh, the World Health Organization understands, it actually states there, that it understands that BMI measurements are not 100% reliable. And that's just because of what I just said is muscle mass is denser than body fat. Um, And so it just, you know, it just depends. It depends on what your body looks like, uh, and all that stuff, which if you wanted to be a little bit more um, serious about your health and fitness, getting your body fat measured, um, that would be something you should look into. Um, I had my body fat measured. Um, It was just on one of those electromagnetic things that you hold your arms out. (sighs) Wow, excuse me. Um, you hold your arms out and it I measured at 29% body fat. So that just means 29% of my body weight um is body fat. Um and so of course that can be brought down. You know, if I was like 25%, that'd be great. Um but that just requires, you know, proper diet, muscle mass, you know, things like that. Something that I can absolutely do. Um so 
that's, you know, that's what we have to consider. Um, but the fact that, you know, I think my biggest stiff with this whole thing is that our children are overweight and obese because our children are, are, they're small people. Like we're not, they're not walking around doing like 20 pound dumb bicep curls. They don't have the, the amount of muscle that I have. And so the fact that our children are overweight and obese means they're soft. They have a lot of body fat on their body. We need to do better, America. We need to do better. And for yourself, we need to do better. For myself, I need to do better. I'm not unhealthy, but I just said I could probably afford to lose 10 pounds. Let's freaking do it. Let's try it. And you know what? I am always thriving for it. I'm trying. I'm eating all the right things. I'm doing all of this great stuff, obviously. Um, So we're getting there, people. We're getting there. Um, I'll still probably be overweight, but I don't want to look sickly at a hundred at 130 pounds. I'll, I won't look sickly, but I'll look very thin. I don't really want to look that way. (laughs) Um, and I'll start losing muscle mass and all that great stuff. Um, so I really don't want to do that. Um, so we are going to, um, move on, uh, cause we know, we know the facts now. Uh, We know that we need to change. And so I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about what we face as Americans. Um, Everything that you already know. Um, Heart disease, type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Uh, So that's blood sugar problems. Cholesterol, uh, blood pressure, cancers, chronic pain and chronic fatigue, and depression and anxiety. Um, You know, those are just all, those are just some examples. And, um, this can all be fixed with diet and exercise, guys, okay? Diet and exercise can change your entire life, okay? So, you have heart disease, exercise. If it's a genetic thing, then you really should be exercising and eating healthy because, or else you're gonna die at an early age, okay? Um, diabetes, this can be fixed with a proper diet, Cholesterol and blood pressure, exercise and diet, cancers, diet, um, and not just dieting, the food that you put in your mouth, that's your diet, um, chronic, pain, chronic pain and chronic fatigue, depression and anxiety, literally diet and exercise can change all of that, okay? Um, and then I also just wanted to state more, some facts and a little bit more statistics, is the CDC, um, States in 2018, 655,381 people died of heart disease. Uh, 599,274 uh, people died of cancer. And then 84,946 people died from diabetes. So, as my goal as a trainer, as a health coach, as a nutrition coach, let's figure out how to change and lower these numbers. Um, And we are going to take a short break. Um, But when we come back, I will uh, talk a little bit about what you can do to help change those numbers, um, getting lower, um, help reduce your risk from all of those issues, and how to stay healthy and become a healthier person. And uh, so stay tuned after this break. I would like to take this moment to talk a little bit about Everly Well, which is an at-home blood testing service which is uh, done just in the comfort of your own home. 
and it is very affordable and you can get just about anything tested. For example, you can get your metabolism tested, which they measure thyroid hormones with and cortisol. Um, you can get your male and or female hormones tested, vitamin D levels tested, or um, just your general health um, blood test. And then you can even get your allergies tested um, just with a little prick of the finger or um, some of your saliva. And there's many more tests that you can get as well. And uh, how do you know that this is trusted? Well, real lab techs and real physicians go over your results. And so you know that you're going to get uh, the most accurate information from just uh, a sample of blood or a little bit of your saliva. It is done right in the comfort of your own home. It's super affordable. And I just had my own uh, thyroid test done and I had my vitamin D levels checked. And uh, it gave me a really good insight of information. So then I know uh, what I can do to help keep my health um, at the top of my uh, list of priorities. So what you can do is you can go to everlywell.com and see if there's a test that you would like to do for yourself. Um, that's everlywell.com, E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L.com. And uh, get your... Uh, hormones, or whatever you want checked right in the comfort of your own home. All right, welcome back. So um, we're going to be talking about things that you can do to be um, healthier, live a healthier life, and to um, kind of get back to your normal being. We're going to try to combat this um, epidemic or pandemic, uh, which I don't even know if that's the right word because we're in a pandemic still with freaking you know what. Um, but I feel like that over being overweight and obese, uh, just is a stronger contender for your death, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Um, so here are some things that you can do to get healthier, stay healthier, um, and to avoid all those things that I had talked about, um, like heart disease, diabetes, cholesterol, blood pressure, uh, fighting against cancers, um, uh, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and then depression and anxiety. Um, and here's a funny thing, a uh, little side note. Um, a couple years ago, I got diagnosed with chronic fatigue. I still think I have chronic fatigue. But uh, a lot of it has to do with the diet and exercise. Exercise, I do all the freaking time. Nutrition, um, I think at that point in my life, um, I was not eating my super healthiest. Um, and, you know, when you change your diet up, when you're eating very healthy, what you feel better, um, you look better. And so everything just starts to kind of fall into place. And, you know, you, you have more energy, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um, so that's just a little side note. Um, change your diet, change your life, right? So we're going to just talk a little bit about uh, what the couple things that you can do. Um, and the first one, uh, it should be like a no-brainer, um, is weight training, okay? So weight training just maintains a healthy and strong body, and you're less likely to develop the heart disease, diabetes, stroke, dementia, bad cholesterol, and blood pressure, all those things. Um, You're not 100% likely to avoid all of those, um, 
So we're going to kind of get into that, but you are less likely. So weight training, um, you build more muscle. You're able to have a stronger immune system, stronger body. Um, it's just going to be, it, you know, having more muscle on your body is going to help just change everything around. It's going to help speed up your metabolism um, because having more muscle, so it burns more calories than body fat. And so your body, which it's kind of weird, so bear with me for a second. So you're having more muscle mass um, on your body. It burns more calories. Burning more calories means that you are kind of in the state of like... I don't want to say shock all the time, but like you're, you're burning more calories. So of course, to combat that, you need to eat more calories. Well, if your goal is to lose weight, you're going to be need to be eating less calories. Um, and so your body's going to be stressed out a bit. Your body does not like to be stressed out, obviously. Um, and so that's why we want to be like, our bodies always want to have a lot of extra body fat on it because it's comforting, keeps us warm, all that stuff. Um, but body fat, like that just does, that doesn't help any of the issues that we have. So, um, you might think having muscle on your body is like a bad thing, but, um, it's actually a really good thing. Um, hopefully that makes sense. We want to be strong. Having strong muscles means that we have strong bones. Okay. So that's another thing. If we have a lot of extra body fat on our body, our bones are going to be weak and fragile, right? So having muscles, actually having good skeletal muscles is going to help us um, have, keep having stronger bones. It's a huge, huge thing. If you have a lot of muscle mass, it's less likely that you're going to break a bone, right? Um, you're less fragile. Um, so our body's kind of an anomaly in that way where it's like, ah, like all having all this muscle is very stressful because you're burning through a lot more calories, you know, just on a daily basis. Um, but that's not always a bad thing. Obviously, if your goal is to lose weight, um, you want to be burning more calories, um, and then eating a healthy meal plan, you know, or not even a meal plan, but healthy diet, healthy meals, healthy food that is just going to help you astronomically. Um, you know, with staying lean, um, leanish, you know, we don't want to be having six packs all the time. That's pretty unrealistic. Um, but it, you know, we want to be healthy and have a good amount of muscle. Um, it helps us, you know, with our hormones, um, all that, all that wonderful good stuff. Um, so hopefully that made some sense in there. I know that can be a little confusing. Um, so, um, we're, so what I said before about, um, you know, you're less likely to develop heart disease and all that stuff. Um, the reason why I said you're less likely, but you're not hundred percent immune from it is because you have to look into your family history. And that's the second thing that I want to talk about is your family can have like your family history can be horrendous, you know? And especially, like, the kid, the children now that are overweight and obese, um, they have to look into their family history because if you're an adult, you're overweight and you're obese and your children are overweight and obese, well, how were your grandparents, okay? Were they overweight or obese? Did they have heart disease? Did they have all these conditions? Did they have cancers? Did they die of strokes? 
Did they have cholesterol, blood pressure problems? That is something that you really need to look into because if it is true, then you are going to be a contender of, you know, falling into one of those, you know, horrible things too, like the heart disease, the strokes, diabetes, you know, cholesterol and blood pressure and dementia even, you know, it's, and did I say diabetes? I think I did. Um, but yeah, you need to look into that and you need to say, or say to yourself that if your family has had that, then you need to get on the ball and you need to get on the grind of being like, okay, like let's actually do something here. Let's go out for a walk. Let's eat some vegetables. Let's, you know, get in enough protein. Let's do some weight training. Let's do this. Let's do that. Because if you don't know exactly what your family history is, which like I know sometimes, or I know a lot of people are adopted. Um, if you are at all able to find your family history at all, that would be helpful. Um, but regardless, it's really important that you exercise and you change up your diet. You eat, you know, healthy. Um, you know, we'll be talking about that next. Um, but it gives you a little bit more of that incentive to want to get healthier because if you ignore your family history and you're just like, oh, well, it can't happen to me, it's probably going to happen to you. Um, so uh, that's the biggest thing. So the first one's weight training. Second thing is looking into the family history. And then, of course, the third thing is eating a proper, well-rounded diet. Um, and so that's going to be uh, filled with proteins, um, fruits and vegetables, um, having healthy and natural fats, and uh, natural carbohydrates. And I wanted to talk a little bit about natural fats and natural carbs because that sounds a little bit weird. But I had a conversation with um, a client yesterday and we were talking about fat, um, like fat in your diet. Um, Fat helps with hormones, hormone production, and it's just super, super crucial to get in enough uh, fat um, because that's what's going to help like make produce hormones, right? And so um, really where that, where that stems from is cholesterol. And so we were just talking about having like too high cholesterol. Well, yeah, there's good cholesterol, there's bad cholesterol. So LDL is low density lipids. That's your bad or your quote unquote bad cholesterol. You need LDL. Um, but if you have too much LDL, you know, that can clog your arteries because it sticks and all that junk. Um, HDL is high density lipids. Um, that's the good one. You want to have, um, the high density because it's, um, God, I can't recall exactly. Um, I did not go to school for nutrition. Um, I'm not labeled, uh, a dietitian or whatever. Um, but, uh, you want to have the HDL. You want to have a good amount of that. Um, it's going to be better for you. The LDL, that's going to come from a lot of the processed foods, like your chips, your crackers, pretzels, popcorn, which is so delicious. Um, all those things that are processed in a box that is fried, anything, that's going to be your LDL, okay? Your HDL, your high-density lipids, is going to come from your fish, from your eggs, um, 
even your meat, so like steak, like your red meats, um, meat with higher fat in it. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about. Um, like that's your HDL, but that's what I want to talk about your natural fats, which I don't even know if that's an actual term, but the natural fats is coming from like your animal proteins, uh, from your eggs, from your steaks, from turkey, from chicken, um, it's going to be the saturated fat, but it's not going to be the saturated fat that's going to clog your arteries unless you do have like a serious like heart disease or um, cholesterol issue where for some reason your body is rejecting that type of fat. Um, you know, you wouldn't know that until you get like blood work done and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, having natural fats like nuts, seeds, um, eggs, um nut butters, whatever, um, that's important. You need to incorporate those. It's going to help produce healthy, a healthy level of cholesterol, which is cholesterol produces hormones. So you need cholesterol in your body. You just need a healthy amount. Um, and then also your natural carbs. So I'm just talking about non-processed carbs, um, like your rice, potatoes, beans, quinoa, um, all those processed foods like your chips and pretzels and crackers, everything that I labeled, those are a lot of carbs. Those are processed carbs. Those are extremely heavily processed foods. It all started out as a grain from the ground, but then they did a bunch of crap to it and added a bunch of crap. Literally, they have to add nutrients to our processed foods so then we're not nutrient deficient. Like, that's pretty effed up, isn't it? Wouldn't you rather get all your nutrients from something where you just like can eat like rice all you have to do is put boil it in water or potatoes like all you have to do that or you can boil it in water or you know bake it in the oven like that that's pro a process so you're like processing that food but it's literally like one process you're not adding you know anything to it besides water or heat so you know what I mean so you're getting a less processed food. It's more of a natural carb. It's coming directly from the ground. Um, and you're, you know, processing it so you can, your body can actually digest it. Um, if you ever decided to eat a raw potato, it's pretty sick or raw rice. (laughs) Um, you know, so yeah, that's what I wanted to explain about natural fats, natural carbs. Um, and then of course, you know, just avoid the processed foods, um, eat your vegetables, eat your fruit. Don't be a shy, don't be shy to eat those things. Um, you know, try to eat. I, I could just go up and down all day about talking about like what to eat, what not to eat. Ultimately it's your choice, but just remember the numbers that we talked about earlier. 650 million people were obese in 2016. Were measured obese. I mean, 1.9 billion people were overweight okay so just keep in mind and then with the children oh god that just makes me sick um we we need to be doing better with our diets we need to step away from the fast food from the sugar from the pop from all this crap that's making us fat we need to step away from that and we need to step more into cooking at home doing these things for us, that's going to be better for us in the long run. Eating our fruits, eating our vegetables, eating eggs, eating chicken, eating beans and rice, and doing these things that are going to be healthy for us. 
and make us feel good. Because if you eat like crap, you're going to feel like crap and then you're not going to want to do your exercise. If you eat healthy, you're going to have all this energy and then you're going to want to exercise, okay? So that's, you need to, we all need to be better, okay? Um, so uh, the fourth thing that I want to talk about is finding structure in your daily routine, okay? So the quote that everyone loves and hates is you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. You need to set aside a day, just a couple hours, and get your life figured out for the entire week, okay? A lot of people, I, I like to do it on Sunday, so I'm assuming a lot of people like to do it on Sunday. Um, if you have a day off in the middle of the week, do it then, but prepare your food, prepare your meals, prepare your life for that for an entire week. You know, make a bulk amount of rice, make a bulk amount of potatoes. Um, don't just grab the easy, quick grab to go because that's going to have a bunch of preservatives in it, okay? Um, you know, make a large meal that's going to last a whole week. Uh, Crock-pot chicken, soup, something. Something that's going to last all week that is a healthy meal that you don't feel obligated to go out and grab something, okay? Um, if you're addicted to pop or soda, then get some carbonated waters. Because <laughs> um, if you like the carbonation, then, you know, just get something carbonated but without all the sugar, okay? You'll notice a huge difference with, with those things, Go to the grocery store, and when you go to the grocery store, make sure that you have a grocery list. So those are just very simple things that you can do to prepare yourself for success. Because if you fail to prepare, you are preparing to fail, okay? Um, the next thing is getting blood work done regularly. And uh, you can do this every six months to one year. Um, and if you don't want to go to the doctor, um, you can easily just go to Everly Well. Um, Everly Wells at at home blood testing kit. Um, I just had mine done. I did vitamin D and I did thyroid. Um, I got my vitamin D test back this morning. Uh, I'm in normal range, but I'm on the low end of normal. So that's telling me I should probably take um, a little bit more vitamin D um, and I should be outside a little bit more. Um, but I don't, I think that I just need a little bit more vitamin D supplement. Um, you can also get like good vitamin D from like fish and stuff which I very much dislike fish um but vitamin d is a super awesome vitamin slash hormone um it's gonna it helps you know fight against uh depression and the anxiety um which is something that I you know suffer from so that's just getting those test results just is more incentive to take my vitamins. Um, and so for you, um, getting blood work done regularly, uh, whether it is just, you know, your hormone profile, um, vitamin profile, whatever you feel like you need, getting something done regularly will be crucial because you want to stay on top of what's going on on the inside of you. If you just looked on the outside, then you can be like, oh yeah, I look fine. But, you know, you might have clogged arteries. You might have a, a less, a low-functioning thyroid. Or you might have a super high-functioning thyroid, and that's not good either. Um, you know, Graves' disease, yeah, that, you don't want that. Um, you know, hyperthyroidism, like you'll lose weight, but that's not, it's not a good thing. Um, and also Hashimoto's. 
I think it's Hashimoto's Graves' disease. I think those are, again, I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to like look that up. Um, but those are, you know, thyroid, like diseases of the thyroid, um, hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism. You don't want either of them. You want a normal functioning thyroid. Um, so getting that tested, um, that's super, super important. Like I, I'm getting my thyroid tested, um, and I'm seeing what the heck is going on. Um, and hopefully I'll get some answers. (laughs) Um, so that's important to do. Um, you want to just stay in tune with your body. It's like, you know, you're owning a car and you never go get the oil changed. Like, you need to be doing something better for yourself. Also, um, hiring a coach or a uh, professional uh, trainer, nutrition coach, counselor, life coach. Um, you know, those types of people are really good for accountability. Um, I mean, that's why I really enjoy being a trainer is because... I can help people stay accountable, um, be more accountable um, for their, themselves, help change their lifestyle. Um, and I just really enjoy helping people. And so that's why I really enjoy what I do. But if you need, if you need someone like that, then hire a trainer, hire a coach, even a counselor, because you need to talk to someone about your feelings and what's going on um, or you know, a life coach. So that's the sixth thing that can help you just get on track with becoming a better version and a healthier version of you. Um, It's just, it's crucial to have someone in your corner all the time. Because if you have family members or if your spouse or whoever isn't supporting you with what you would like to do, you need to go out and seek someone who's going to be investing in you. Um, Like the trainer coach, counselor, um, whatever. So that's the biggest thing, accountability. Um, because a lot of people tell me that, oh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, which is flattering, but at the same time, you need to show up for yourself sometimes, okay? So whatever, hire someone to help get you started, okay? That's, that's one, I mean, all these things are huge, um, but that is a huge thing to do is just have someone in your corner so you can get started and feel confident. Um, but that is all I have for today. So we are going to recap on that. Um, just remember, <laughs> more than 1.9 billion of adults 18 years and older were overweight or obese or overweight in 2016. And uh, 650 million of those people were obese. Just remember that. Also remember that 38 million children five years and younger were overweight or obese in 2019, which was just last year. Over 340 million children children and adolescents between the ages of five and 19 years old were overweight or obese in 2016. And then another thing to remember is obesity has tripled since 1975. Let's work to become better Americans, better human beings, and better for ourselves. So we need to start doing some weight training, some resistance training. We need to look into our family history so we can be more apt to change our life. We need to eat a proper, well-rounded diet 
where we are avoiding processed foods, heavily processed foods, fast foods, sugar, all the junk food that we enjoy so much, we need to really limit that. Also, you need to uh, prepare for the week. You need to find structure in your daily routine. You need to set up your week and your day to be suited for you to where you can fit in eating, a workout, living your normal life into your week. You need to do that because that's going to help you live a longer, healthier life. Remember, everything that I talked about with heart disease, diabetes, cholesterol, blood pressure, cancers, chronic pain and chronic fatigue, depression and anxiety can be fixed and changed and reversed with diet and exercise. So finding structure in your daily routine to do exercise, to find a way to cook healthy food is going to be extremely important. And remember, if you fail to prepare, you are preparing to fail and nobody likes to fail. Another thing is to get your blood work done regularly so you know how the engine is running on the inside. And then finding someone that is going to be on your team to help keep you accountable and that is rooting for you every single day, such as a trainer, a coach, or a counselor. Someone to help you get through everything that you're going through in your life. And with that, thank you for listening and you can uh, check out my Instagram at Sarah underscore Gunter underscore personal underscore training on Instagram. Um, thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.